The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. All right, I apologize. I screwed up. This was not Jack's screw up. This was mine. I booked Jack last night at... For twelve oh five today, I don't know why I had it in my head that it was eleven thirty three. So we'll get the Jack Windsor on ivermectin at eleven thirty three. Some things you need to know about ivermectin. Uh, I think the reason why the drug companies don't want to use ivermectin is because they can't make any money off of it. (laughs) I really do. I really think that's the reason. Because what you've heard about it is that. Oh, it's a it's an animal drug. It's a horse drug. Yeah, well, uh, ivermectin has been around uh, since, like, the 1980s. Uh, it's treated millions of people across the globe. Merck, big drug company, M-E-R-C-K. Merck had the patent on it for a long time. Now, a drug is, like, patented to a company for a certain amount of time. And then it's like basically open season on that drug. You can copy it and have generics, right? Let's just let's just mention the drug that everybody knows about that everybody now can get prescribed by anybody just with a phone call. And that drug, of course, is uh, the little blue pill, right? The little blue pill. So... You know, for male ED issues, it was an absolute amazing multi-million dollar innovation when Viagra first came out. Now it's just out there everywhere. Well, that's ivermectin. That's penicillin. That's like any drug. After a while, it ceases to be the exclusive property of any company. So... Where's their money to be made? Well, there's money to be made off new drugs, right? New drugs. Dr. Jay Bhattacharya is a gentleman whose name I have mentioned to you before. He was part of that original four-person group that got sideways with the CDC because they were basically saying, you know, you should do things differently than you're doing it. He's with Stanford Medical School. He's not a quack. He's not with Pete's Medical School from, you know, Rushylvania, Ohio. No, no. He's with Stanford. Here's... Jay Bhattacharya's quote, Ivermectin is used around the world for different reasons. It's a great drug for its intended purpose, and there's lots of strong evidence for those purposes. He says what we really need is an independent analysis of Ivermectin as it regards the treatment of COVID-19 patients. He says we should have, by now, a high-quality study for Ivermectin. But instead, what we have is that it's almost taboo to talk about these drugs or evaluate them at all. Did you know that uh, the U.S. government gives ivermectin to all refugees who enter the country from Latin America, the Caribbean, Asia, the Middle East, and Africa? It has been administering ivermectin, among other drugs, in a certain treatment protocol since February 6th of 2019. Yes, it is a drug that gets rid of parasites, but that can be useful for Zika, 
influenza, Lyme disease, Ebola. So we'll talk to Jack Windsor about what the Ohio Press Network found out about ivermectin uh, at 12.05. And what else he's doing at the Ohio Press Network. Uh, As you know, there is a mask mandate in the city of Columbus, indoor spaces in the city of Columbus. And you can be fined, but I dug this little nugget out of a story on NBC4i about people who are upset because video from an Eric Church concert, Eric Church is a country music artist, he's kind of an outlaw country guy. Imagine that. People going to an outlaw country music concert at Nationwide Arena were not wearing masks. Yes, I know. Shocker. Uh, NBC4i writes this story about video and reports of very, very sparse mask wearing at this concert. People like to sing along at concerts. I do not find it pleasant to wear a mask while I'm singing. In fact, I rebelled against wearing a mask in church. It felt like the height of hypocrisy to uh, sing about how much I trust in God while I was wearing a mask. Where's my trust, really? Is it in the mask or not? So I used to take the mask off when I sang. Don't worry, we had social distancing. The pew in front was empty. So in this story on NBC4i, They talked to Columbus Public Health about this egregious violation of Mayor Andrew Ginther's indoor mask mandate, which he oppressively applied on September the 14th with the approval of the Stooges on City Council. Uh, Columbus Public Health says they have received more than 150 complaints since that time, although no complaints from Nationwide Arena. Now, this was the first concert Saturday night at Nationwide. This is the first concert at Nationwide in 600 days, almost a year, two years rather. And nobody complained. So let's assume that Eric Church, big country music star that he is, I don't know, what's the attendance for a sold-out concert at Nationwide Arena, Eric? Uh, Aaron, would it be eh, 14,000? I'd put it about that. Uh, 14,000 because they eat up some of the space. You can't sit right behind the stage. But I'm going to say 14,000. So the 14,000 people at Nationwide Arena, very few of them are wearing masks. Eric Church is seen shaking hands, signing autographs. Very few masks in the arena. How many, you figure they, poor Makisha Roberts would be deluged with pink slips while you were out, people calling to complain. No, she got zero complaints from the people at Nationwide Arena. So why are you folks watching the video of that upset? What? Now you're not safe. Let me get this straight. You're not safe because you're vaccinated, but people around you aren't vaccinated. That makes you feel like you're not safe. Although you claim you'd feel safe if they were vaccinated with the thing you've already had that you don't think makes you safe even though you have it and they don't, but once they get it, then they'll have what you have, which you don't feel safe with, but now you'll feel safe because they have what you have, but don't feel safe with it. (laughs) Did you all follow that? It made sense to me. Now you don't feel safe if you're calling in to complain about this to NBC4, show them the video, look, nobody's wearing a mask. Now you don't feel safe about it if you're home 
miles from Nationwide Arena, there's a concert going on. There are people there who don't wear masks, none of whom call Columbus Public Health to complain about it. But you feel the need to call and complain about it and bring NBC4I's attention to it. I'm just trying to understand the mentality. What else must you be afraid of if people going to a concert at Nationwide Arena with the doors shut and you sequestered at home, theoretically, out of droplet range, what else must you be afraid of if you're afraid of that? How you must lead a terrified existence. Okay, so how many people have been fined for violating the mask mandate? Hmm. Says in this, nobody. Which, I mean, good for you, Andrew Ginther. Like, everybody's following your rules. <laughs> I guess if you don't find everybody, you can say, see, they're all obeying me. Wonderful. I'm not going to tell you what number to call to, to report a complaint. It's in here, but I'm not going to report. I'm not going to tell you because you shouldn't be calling. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Sorry, Mayor Ginther. The health department said it's received 179 complaints since September the 10th. That's interesting. Since the mask mandate didn't come on until September the 14th, I guess some busybodies out there thought they'd get a four-day head start on the actual institution of the mask mandate. You know, I got out of practice calling the health department, complaining about people not wearing masks. I know it's not really a violation until September the 14th, but I better get my, I better get my dialing diagram locked back into my cerebellum so when I see people without a mask, when I'm out and about, I can call, or when I watch them on TV, having fun at a concert while I'm locked at home, I can call. What idiots. I'm sorry. What, what crazy people. Uh, So, here's a quote from Luke Jacobs, Environmental Health Division Administrator with Columbus Public Health. Luke must have an oversized business card to fit all that on there. He said, we still have not received a complaint about Nationwide Arena in our system. Again, we're only able to do what we get complaints about. Columbus Public Health, this is the important part. I buried the lead, sorry, in my ranting. Columbus Public Health said it can only issue formal warnings and fines if they see the violations in person. Okay, so now I'm even more mystified as to why you would even call in with a violation. Because, what is it, this gives you a warm fuzzy that you are keeping Columbus safe from others by calling in mask violations to a government agency that cannot issue even a warning, let alone a fine, unless they see what you see. But it's so important to you that you call in other people being in violation of this mask mandate, when again, there's no proof that it helps at all, we had a mass mandate on in the beginning of COVID, and did have we ever had any COVID spikes since that mandate? Yes, we have. Will we have more future COVID spikes? Yes, we will. Because a virus is a virus, and a virus is contagious. And there are reports out now that by vaccinating it as soon as we did, and by booster-shotting it and all the other hoops we're jumping through, 
that were actually encouraging the virus to mutate and making the pandemic more long-lasting than it would have been if we had just put our heads down, kept living our life, got on our knees, got healthy, exercised, ate well, prayed, and persevered. So, call in your complaints. They can't find anybody. They can't even warn anybody. If it makes you feel better, I guess you can go ahead and do it. Don't miss our interview with Jack Windsor, Ohio Press Network, coming up at 12.05. We will talk about ivermectin, a really informative and interesting story on the OhioPressNetwork.com news site about ivermectin. I've been reading it to prepare for this interview. Uh, Here are a couple things I'd like to bring to your attention. Again, we'll talk to Jack at 12.05. The Japanese scientist who won the Nobel Prize in 2015 for the discovery of ivermectin. Uh, said uh, the following in a report with a colleague about ivermectin. And I'm quoting from the report. Ivermectin has continually proven to be astonishingly safe for human use. Indeed, it is such a safe drug with minimal side effects that it can be administered by non-medical staff and even illiterate individuals in remote rural communities. That sounds like he's talking about Trump voters, right? That's what the left would say. Illiterate individuals in remote rural communities, Trump voters, and conservative radio talk show hosts. Yes, so again, consult with your doctor, all the typical, you know, allowances you have to make in these kinds of situations. But I'll be interested to get Jack Windsor's perspective at 12.05 about what the Ohio Press Network found out uh, by seeking out these doctors. Because, you know, we see... One viewpoint put forward on left-leaning media sources, it's uh, the rare conservative media organization, or not conservative, just truthful, down the middle, unbiased media organization that will even make the phone calls. Ohio Press Network did. One of the doctors that it quotes is Dr. Martin Kaldorf. I've heard of Martin Kaldorf. He's a member. Now, does this sound like he's a quack? Here's his credential. Member of the FDA's Scientific Council for Drug Safety and Risk Management. Uh, Again, this guy has to have multiple business cards. He's a biostatistician, an epidemiologist, and a professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School. Not a quack. What does Martin Kaldorf say about ivermectin? Or why we don't have studies on ivermectin? Now, this is an interesting explanation. Again, ivermectin, the patent has expired. Merck can't make big money off of it. Everybody can make ivermectin. It's been around forever. It's like Viagra. It's like penicillin, like a lot of drugs that have been out there. Aspirin, acetaminophen. There's no patent on aspirin. Bayer sells it. Tylenol sells it. Everybody sells it. Okay? Here's Dr. Kaldorf on ivermectin and uh, why it has not been vetted like a lot of people Uh, Wish that it would be. He writes, the only drug on, or no, he said to the Ohio Press Network, the only drug on which we have some actually reliable information is remdesivir because it's proprietary and the patent has not expired. So there was an incentive for the pharmaceutical company to run those trials originally. But for other drugs, there is no incentive. 
Ding, ding, ding. Therefore, it falls on the National Institute of Health and the National Institute of the Allergy and Infectious Diseases, that's Fauci's organization, to run those trials, which they never did. Dr. Kaldorf says that was a huge mistake by the government not to quickly run a bunch of these trials for different type of treatments. Hmm. So again, Jack Windsor, 1205, on ivermectin. And uh, we'll sneak in a few on what's going on in state government. Uh, One of the things that is going on in state government is your necessity to get tickets to the Ohio Leadership Forum, an evening with the candidates for the U.S. Senate, moderated by Hugh Hewitt, sponsored by the Center for Christian Virtue and 98.9 The Answer. It's October the 24th, a Sunday night at Genoa in Westerville. we got room for a lot of you. So get your tickets now at 989theanswer.com. Who will be there? Well, the announced candidates on the Republican side are J.D. Vance, the author, Bernie Moreno, former Cleveland auto executive, now tech uh, executive and uh, native of Columbia, but American citizen. Jane Timken, former head of the Ohio Republican Party. Josh Mandel, former state treasurer. And Mike Gibbons, and I apologize, I don't know Mike's past political history. And Matt Dolan, state senator Matt Dolan. Now, we talked about Matt Dolan getting in the race yesterday. He thinks his lane is the Rob Portman lane. All the others are trying to demonstrate their conservative bona fides. A couple of them, um, you know, would walk over broken glass on fire uh, to get Donald Trump's endorsement. Uh, Dolan uh, does not want, and it's a good thing he does not want, because he will not get Trump's endorsement. I wish, what is the opposite of endorse? Lampoon? Trump? Hugh Hewitt says will not endorse a candidate in the Senate primary, but Trump will lampoon, and he has lampooned Matt Dolan, which does not surprise me because, again, Matt Dolan, he's not a conservative's conservative. He's a, he's a leftist conservative. Trump's comment yesterday, once he heard Matt Dolan was getting in the race, Matt Dolan is, uh, depending on what site you say, uh, what site you cite, will be branded as either an owner of the Cleveland Indians or the son of the owner of the Cleveland Indians. His his family owns the Cleveland Indians. Trump said of Matt Dolan, anybody that changes the name of the once-storied Cleveland Indians to the Cleveland Guardians should not be running for the United States Senate representing the great people of Ohio. Uh, He says, (laughs) despite this, a man named Matt Dolan, the son of the owner of the team, said he is against cancel culture. Do those things really work together? In any event, I know of at least one person in the race who I won't be endorsing. The Republican Party has too many rhinos, uh, which is, of course, a reference to Republicans in name only. So Dolan is not uh, Trump's preferred candidate in this race. But he says, this is Dolan's quote, after meeting with Republicans, conservative activists, and community leaders across Ohio in recent weeks, it's clear that the focus of the race for U.S. Senate has yet to be about our people, our interests, and our beloved state. This changes today with the announcement of my candidacy for the U.S. Senate. Mm, Okay. So we shall see how well Matt Dolan does in the primary, and he will be among the candidates who will be on stage. Hugh Hewitt will question them one by one, and then at the end they'll all reconvene on stage, and I'm sure it'll be a civil conversation. There will be no... 
uh, cake thrown. There may be accusations thrown, but no cake, uh, no drinks. And Hugh and Aaron Bear of Center for Christian Virtue will question them about issues that are important to you. We'll see who comes out of that one uh, without uh, any smoke on their clothes. But get your tickets at 989theanswer.com.